Hello and welcome back to Grim Encounters. We are an actual play tabletop RPG horror podcast using the chill 3rd edition rule set based in our sweet little Chicago world land. My name is Nord, I'll be your sweet little chill master, and your players are... Anna playing Mavis. Branson playing Paco Sanchez. Robert playing Wesley Hung. Uh, Dierks isn't gonna... Dierks might be at the end of this episode... He might be tagged onto the next episode. We'll see how that goes, because he's not here right now, but in future land, I can edit him in. So, okay, so we're today we're going to go right into the last part of the case. There is a little bit they have to finish up. Um, Ray, Ranson had to go to the emergency restroom, so he might miss this part, but it's fine. We need to, we need to keep going. But uh, uh, he told me that Pike immediately goes to the van anyway, so <laughs> he's, he guess he's packing up to leave. He just already assumed we're done. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to hop into Wesley and Mavis. Just got done talking to Davis and Frank about the whole case situation you just dealt with. Um, Frank just hung up the phone from the person who calls himself D. And Davis stood up quickly and the chair squeaked. That's where we left off. Yeah. Um, so we normally would have a regroup uh, flash forward, but I just want to move forward. So we're going to get past that. Uh, we'll just have your baby chill master give you a recap. D. Did you say D? And Frank goes, Why, yes, I did. That's who I was talking to, apparently. Gavamaw's dead. My best, that is my best Derek's impression. <laughs> and then he goes, I heard that name in years. I guess that letter. That's not good. That means there's powerful forces at play here. Y'all best be careful. I mean, we'll do what we can. All right. Um, uh, I think we have enough information to give our reports to the police. And just as he says that almost on cue, uh, a couple, a pair of police officers walk in and begin and uh, questioning all you guys about what happened. Roll uh, communication with a plus 40, both of you. I just want to see how well you guys talk, and I'll roll for Frank. Frank, roll fine. <laughs> oh, not good. Okay, what did you need to be? 25. So you need to beat 65. So you failed? Okay. And you? What? Did you fail too? No. Uh, with a plus 40, you said? Yeah. So I rolled a 49 and I needed a 50. Oh, you make it. And Frank... I make it, oh, yeah. barely. Frank got a high success. And Michael... Michael, what's his perception? Oh, wait. My perception? No, his... Communication. I'm sorry. 30. Pike will colossal success. <laughs> he critted. So, um, they talk to you and they just kind of pike right yours up to your but you're nervous for some reason. You know, you kind of stumble over your words a lot. But everyone's story matches up. Um, they, uh, they kind of just say, alright, well, um, I guess if it was like a creature and then and, uh, from talking to Kid, he said that it was a couple creatures, and uh, you guys helped fight. You helped take down the creature with Kid, so that was nice of you guys. So uh, it doesn't really. Ex and then the two boys in the cabin sadly appeared, looked like they had seizures. Uh, the door was broken down. I'm sure, not figured out why that was, but um, all your guys' alibis check out. So. Yes, it's a clean-cut case. 
that boys just happen to have uh, seizures at the same time at happened to have uh, some some ailment right when all this fighting went down so uh, all right well you have you guys have a good day too bad <laughs> yeah uh, they're there for a few more hours fixing some stuff up um, they uh, they take your guys' contact information in case they need to contact you about they're still researching that the, the when Merv was murdered um, but they found the murder weapon, and there's prints on it, and they're going to run it. Um, so, in theory, they'll find the prints on it, and it, it'll all be one of the twins, assumingly. Assumingly. Is that, is that a word? Yes. Assumingly. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see a reason for them to keep you guys around, do you? Nope. I really don't. I'm trying to... They to make can't it. hold us if there's no charges being pressed against us anyway. And I don't think they'd want to. No. The Octavius and Hank walk you to your cars, your van. As you Pykel's in there, getting he's cleaning everything up, getting everything ready. It was oh, uh, before I forget, can I have uh, the silvered silvered items back? A little bit of a problem with mine. <laughs> you show. I, I hold up my chain with. The- the, like dagger on the end of it. He has he, his uh, his one eye, his eyebrow goes up. Oh, I mean, by all means, you keep that as a as a payment. Oh, uh, here, okay. here, let me see it. And he uh, he like takes it, and he pulls out this weird tool, and he begins scratching on it. And he flips it over on the other side and scratches something else, and hands it back to you. And on the blade, um, there's a save symbol on one side, and on the other side, it says uh best wishes dead eye and he take he takes like the pistol from you guys yeah. and the ammo and stuff because i'm sure you have plenty of this at your hq yeah, so yeah um takes like the knife back and all that goodies and he goes well uh, i bid i bet this is a a goodbye well i'm sorry it'd be like a so long and not a goodbye because i'm sure we'll see each other again he just like, shakes both of you shakes all four of your hands he gives frank a hug because they 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 they've bro bonded over the time here, and I think Frank would just give hugs, don't you? I, I think, think so. I think I don't father our father's pretty friendly. They they yeah yeah, but I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. maybe a you handshake. Know? Yeah, I'd say a handshake. Honestly, they uh, kiss on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No tongue. No tongue. No, they're he's a he's a godly man <laughs> two firm pats on the butt. They give like the hand the old guy handshake where they both put their hand over it. Oh, like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, as we're demonstrating to each other. <laughs> yeah, they're both. <laughs> <laughs> Hank goes goodbye, friends, and does like a little robot thing to you, Mavis. I give a a short wave <laughs> and I get in the van. He chuckles <laughs> and he's standing. He's standing. He goes back to standing prim and proper next to Davis. And if you guys don't have anything else to say to them, uh uh-uh. uh Okay. No. Uh, as you're pulling away from the camp, uh, at the big oak tree, you see that a part of it, it looks like it to be dying. Like, the tree itself, when you got here, was all f- full of life. But it looks like a chunk of it, the leaves look to have died. And underneath the tree, um, you see Jeff, Morgan, Marie, and Victor watch you guys go. And Jeff says something uh, to Marie. He points at the van, like, casually. Uh, You see Marie smile. 
Victor like starts doing these weird hand motions, like he's just found something out. And then you guys pull away. Anyway, we're gonna hop right into uh, regrouping. Uh, I think this is what our fourth regrouping session. The the envoys got six character points from the previous case. Uh, just from they got we had five sessions because there's ten episodes, but we do two ses two episodes per session, so they get one per uh, session. So they got five from that, and then with the deadly encounter, uh, they got one. So they have they got six points to spend. Before we hop into it. Um, yeah, so we're going to hop into there. And then after a few hours of driving, you make it back to the Chicago HQ. You pull into your secret entrance. Um, you see that old guy. He opens the door for you, lets you in. Um, you drive down. You park into the <coughs> the underground garage you guys have. And next to everyone else's cars. And uh, you see the Mavis Mobile still there. You walk through the like tunnel, wavy passage. And you emerge into the entrance lobby of your HQ. It feels like you haven't been here in forever. In reality, it's only been a few days. Um, at the front uh, entrance, you see uh, Sydney. She is like, she has her feet up on the counter and she's like reading a magazine or something. And, and when she hears the door slide open, uh, she like quickly sits back up. And she looks excited to see you guys. She waves you in and the door pops open. And you're greeted to the, the hustling bustling HQ you're used to. It's around like six now. Um, there's a couple people at their desks. Um, if you look down the the, the long, long uh, room you're in, uh, you see that the windows through the windows of the meeting room it looks like there's still the pillar that's broken down. Uh, you see on the one side there is uh, it looks like they're having a council meeting. So you guys would respectively split off. I imagine uh, Frank stopped. Frank went to his church. He didn't even come down with you. You guys dropped him off at the church uh, before you pulled in. Uh, so let's hop in. We'll just say it's been a day. Uh, you'd say you had some rest and you, sh you showered and rested. And Wesley, okay, so you are just wrapping up your meeting with Grim. So we're coming to the part of the story where we found out who it was. Just look at Grim and be like, <clears throat> so... I mean, we knew who it was, and I busted in the door to to talk to these these two about it, and to, to try and stop them, and, and they ended up like seizing in front of me, and just they, they both ended up dying as I was holding one of them, just. It was the first time that's happened. I, I've seen a lot of, a lot of the aftermath of, you know, people being hurt and killed and just, a, just a lot of bad stuff. But like this one, I don't know. Just seeing it happen, uh, I don't know. It just changed it a little bit for me. Yes, Wesley. It is hard to see people die, especially in a horrific way like that. Because, uh, as you were saying, there was uh, some, some of their chanting weird things as well, and bleeding, and it, usually the first time people interact with that is like, someone was injured by a werewolf or a vampire, and they're bleeding out of their arms. That was very, it's a very visceral experience you had. It was very in the flesh. 
Uh, there's not really a good way to get over that. I don't know if you'll, you'll ever want to, really. It's a part of you now, even though they were evil people. They were still people once. Uh, and the best way to do is to not hold it inside. Like our friend Michael. Not to, to keep it down. It is to talk about it. And let, and let the people close to you know that it affected you. And it may never go away. But it's something to keep to heart when you're dealing with these the innocence and the evil that are fighting, we are fighting and protecting. I, I wish I had a better answer for you. Uh, but really the only way to feel better about it is to use that experience to make yourself stronger. I plan to. I don't want this. I don't want to see this again. I mean... I don't I just don't know it's kind of rough. It is rough, and I'm... I'm sorry that you had to see it. I wish I could not let any of you see the terrible things. When my family was taken from me, I didn't just lose my, my mother and brother and father. I also lost my husband. He... He died in my arms in this forsaken place. The creature, the specter, Captain Jeswald was his name. He tortured me because I was the strongest willed. I wouldn't, I wouldn't crack. Everyone else did. He killed them off one by one. And with, with my, with Henry, he turned him into some monster that looked like Henry, but it was no longer Henry and gave me a weapon and told me the only way to save your, your lover is to kill him. So I did. And then I used that strength, that terrible act I had to commit to rise up against the specter and push myself back to our realm. So I want you to do that as well. I want you to take this experience and I want you to turn it into some tenacity some vigor. I want you to be stronger from it. And he'd extend his hand and like place it on your on your uh, your forearm and squeeze like someone who's like like shaking you like that you're like he's like confirming a carry feeling is a good a good feeling. Right. During this whole time Wesley's just kind of he's had tears kind of welling up just as the the beginning of him telling this part. Yeah. Um, and he's feeling a little bit better <laughs> about all of this being able to let it out and talk to Talk to him. Yeah. Um, and during this whole conversation, you have decided to take the drawback. Uh, bleeding heart. Um, which, why don't you tell the, 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 the spoopers what that would do? Yeah. Or uh... the, the spoopy, spoopy grumbles. The, the Grimm's Angels. I haven't decided what our, what our listeners will be called. I like spoopers a lot. <laughs> it's funny to say. <laughs> it's fun so, to say. Okay, okay. Uh, okay, so bleeding heart. Uh, uh, basically, it's. Uh, I'll just read what it says. When a friend, when your friends are in danger or hurting, you can't help but to feel for them, even if you weren't there. It affects your 
It affects you deeply if you see somebody with an injury or trauma. You get overwhelmed by your feelings and uh, find it hard to function in the presence of suffering. So basically, um, Lord's going to be able to kind of just mess with me a lot because of doing <laughs> this. Um, I feel like you'll act on that yourself natu naturally, though, so yeah. I might not even have to right. <laughs> trigger but, it. But he does get to turn a, a light token uh, or mark a... Takeaway? Yeah, mark a takeaway off me for like a serious horror resolve check. Or it makes me take a serious horror Serious horror resolve check. Wow, that's... Yeah, because I can... All their takeaways, I can use against them. Yeah. I just haven't had any really reason to, because they... Well, with this one, I feel like it's... Well, that one will... It will come up. Because I know... And, in, in, uh... Yeah, I will... Because, well, yeah. Just no one's really taken in. All the drawbacks most people have taken are, like, roleplay ones. Or, um, where I, it doesn't really involve me to do it. Like, it's on the player to... To, in, to use. I will have to... I will invoke you to use this. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you... But in, for the drawback, you've taken an edge just to make it even your character what was that edge? right the next one was tenacious so uh you can grit your teeth and push through almost anything pain trauma fear uh it's not that you don't feel them but you can put them aside with a bit of extra effort and then i actually put three points into this oh wow yeah so um i get uh i could turn a token dark to ignore a penalty for an injury and a trauma so so effectively, you have, you have, you can take a shock initially, and then you can mm -hmm. take another shock, and then you could take another shock because you could take a free dodge action. Yeah. So you're building yourself up to just be a, a, a tanky guy. Yep. I like I'm, it. Okay. I am the tank. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'll be the gentle tank. We'll the gentle forward. giant. That's fine. That's <laughs> the okay. Feeling tank. Yeah. <laughs> like the like the like a big teddy bear. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like you could rip someone's eyes out, but you choose not to. Yeah. Like a Chewbacca. <laughs> Yeah, like Chewbacca. Yeah, Chewbacca. Except you can have. You can, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> All right. Oh, and what was the? Uh, so you had a few. You upgraded a few of your attributes, correct? Uh, yes. You upgraded so, perception and personality. Yeah, personality basically was from most you, of the conversations I had. Yeah, let's just say from the whole experience of the camp, mm -hmm. um, you've really, you really had to work on that talking to people bone, mm -hmm. uh, which you've kind of always relied because you've never really been like the talky person in all your friend groups. You've kind of just been the guy that just like the like the hype man almost. Yeah. Um, and you kind of were put into that position a lot where you had to be it. So just with that natural uh, learning from it, you learned a lot of ways to talk to people and a lot of ways to not talk to people. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you upgraded it what to? Uh, a, I went from a twenty-five to a seven. Twenty-seven on personality, which also makes my communication. Yeah. From twenty-five to twenty-seven. Yeah, because he just put one point into it, so yeah. we got him a couple points. But the another one you put a lot into perception. Yes. Uh, so. Because that raised by what, like ten points? Ten points. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm gonna approach uh, Maxine. Maxine. Okay. I don't know why I can't remember. <laughs> but anyways, uh, okay. So I was gonna approach Maxine just because she's part of uh, another team. that's yeah. Fairly newish, I guess. And right. Yeah. She, yeah. She, she's as new as you guys. She joined yeah. when we joined. That's right. That's right. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's why I picked it. Um, I'm gonna take Maxine out. Gonna help go have some drinks and, uh, yeah, maybe I can see if she can help me out with this perception stuff. Sure, yeah, because you know she's she was a sniper mm -hmm. in the army. 
Um, I can't remember what branch off the top of my head, but I actually actually had a branch. Probably something badass like the Marines or something. Oh yeah, but, I'm pretty sure he was a Marine. Yeah, her Lance Corporal Maxine Miller of the Marines. Lance Corporal is a pretty high. It's not super high, but it's up there because it's an actual. I looked it up. I did the research for her. Um, she wasn't as high as Naomi, which I believe Naomi was a captain. First, no, she was a first lieutenant in the army. Different branches, um, but they all have similar. They kind of, they all kind of intertwine with the rankings and the whatever. It's very confusing. Army rankings. Oh yeah, they, they have uh -huh. the names of the ranks, but they do equal out to mm -hmm. other branches. My dad was a marine. I know. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, well, awesome. The yeah. <laughs> well, you told me he was like in the military, but I didn't know what specific he was yeah. in. Yeah, she was a lance corporal. Uh, uh, she did a lot of like special missions uh, where it called a lot of sneaking, and she was mm -hmm. like a sniper, so she would always be the lookout. Um, so yeah, she has a very good perception. Um, that's one of her, one of the <laughs> besides her strength. It's one of the things she values in herself. So yeah, initially you find her. She's at the shooting range. She's like always there. Right. Um, which is right off of Pykel's uh, lab. Gotcha. So you find her, and she is. Uh, she's just coming. She just looks like she finished her last round, and she's coming out. She has like her headphone that like those earmuffs on, and yep. she has like her fucking custom big ass sniper with her. She was firing some handguns, but she like looks like she must have been firing that beforehand. And she, you kind of like I don't know if you'd be watching her or waiting at the door. You can pick whichever one you wanted to. Uh, I'll probably watch her this way. No, when to stand at the door. <laughs> yeah, uh, she opens the door, and this towering woman is in front of you, just like rippling muscles, um, and she has like a bunch of guns and like in her arm and on her back and stuff. And she, like, kind of startled her. Hey! She goes... She takes off her helmet. She goes, Hi. How you doing? I'm good. And just, like, walks past you. So, like, I, I like, kind of slide, you know, towards her. Like, yeah. You know, like, so... You're, like, walking with her as yeah, she's yeah. like... Yeah, yeah. Just kind of like, you know, hey, you know. Uh, so... No, we'll get a couple drinks. And she stops and looks at you. Like friend drinks? Yeah, 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 friend drinks. Okay. Coworker drinks. <laughs> like, um, you know, go get a drink after work. And she like she pulls out this tiny little pot. She pulls out this pocketbook. It looks super tiny in her hands, but it's not yeah. tiny. And she like opens it up. Yeah, I don't have anything to do. Shit. She puts it in her pocket. She goes, Yeah, I just gotta drop these off at the armory. Gotta check them in with Grim. And yeah, we can go. Um. Yeah. All right. She looks. Looks like she's like trying to hide her excitement. Like, <laughs> no one no, no, like she's not like people ignore her, but like she's kind of scary, so right. people don't necessarily talk to her. Don't go out of the way to talk to her. Yeah, I would uh, love for a character to be madly in love with Max. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be an amazing a small person, a small person madly in love um, with Max. Yeah, because she's still a beautiful woman. She's just yeah. like just ripped. So it's like. She has these masculine traits because being being muscular is, yeah. is a masculine thing. So she doesn't really have like she doesn't really have any curves. She's kind of blocky. She's kind of like Brienne uh, uh, Brienne from Game Brienne of Thrones. Of Tarth. Yeah. yeah, I love Brienne of Tarth. Like she's still pretty, <laughs> yeah. but it's like she's just not a feminine woman, and that's a hundred. Just like there's not feminine. There's feminine dudes, and they're fine. Like mm -hmm. that is just her, except she's like a giant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's like the mountain. If mountain and Brienne Brienne had a baby, basically, if that makes sense for yeah. our GOT yeah. listeners. <laughs> Oh, but she's, and she has, like, the temp, she's, like, a good person, but she has, like, the mountains, like, douchiness. <laughs> you know, like, the awesome. temperament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Oh, I just put together that I based I like made that character with like a combination of those two. That's nuts. <laughs> I just I really just figured it out. Um, so yeah, and she. We have a lot of Game of Thrones based characters in this game. There's a lot. There's a lot of D and D. I took a lot of inspiration from D and D, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead. And I haven't watched Supernatural, but I've I've I know some characters in it. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are just like characters that I made. Like Grimm is entirely like not the plague doctor. That was kind of like. I always wanted a Plague Doctor character in my games because they're so scary, and I wanted him to be, like, the nicest dude. But, like, he's still scary. That one's kind of my 100% OC. I've had that character for, like, almost 10 years, I bet, in my head. Just, like, building him. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Dax is, like, one of my favorite sci-fi tropes. Just, like, the nerdy coward is, like, one of my fucking favorites. Um, When I picture him, I picture (laughs) the guy from Toy Story 2, the toy collector... Except with long hair. <laughs> Why? I don't know. He's more of like Mandark from Dexter's Lab mixed with... There's some character that looks exactly that. Has like the greasy black hair and thick glasses. But I mean, hey, he's not that guy. But you can picture him however you want. <laughs> um, yeah, so she... And then she like... As you walk by her desk, she grabs like her... She has this hat that has Marines on it. She always wears. She puts that on. And uh, she grabs like her, she car- she has she carries like a, like a she grabs her wallet off the desk. Um, she puts them in her like cargo shirt shorts. Um, she goes, well, "All right, just us." Yeah, yeah, just right us. on. She goes, "Yeah, that's uh, let's go." I know this this little uh, this bar I go to a lot by myself. A lot of the vets are there, and uh, it's not a vet bar right. by any means. You don't have to be a veteran to get in. Just I know a lot of my old squad mates used to go there. Um, before they uh, were taken, they were, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then she goes, "All right, let's just uh, let's go." And she, you guys, hop in her car and drive to uh, the bar, and you guys take a seat at a table and order a few pints. Uh, what is Wesley's drink of choice at a bar? I don't know if we've ever talked about that. Oof. Um, well, I mean, he definitely always goes for hard liquor. Yeah. Uh, um, he's probably. Like a rum, maybe, or like a. I was gonna say he's probably a, a rum drinker mm-hmm. more than anything. Uh, I mean, he prefers. Actually, he's a, he's a big uh, tequila fan and vodka fan, but like when he's out about just kind of casual drinking with his friends, yeah, it's it's, it's gonna be rum. His flasks are filled with a, a special sake that he. Uh, oh, sake's so good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah spice. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's his like go-to. He drinks it all the time. It's because it's it's high in alcohol content and it tastes good, so it's yeah. easy to go down. Exactly. Um, you order a drink and uh, the waitress brings it to you. Um, this bar is full of, like very gruff men, mm-hmm. and none of them eye you. They kind of look at you when you come in, and then they just go back to their business. Right. Uh, they see her and a few of them. You know, like they nod to her. Um, she takes a seat down to you, and she takes off her jacket. And as she does, she's wearing like this t- this this thicker tank, not like a. It's, it's like a man's tank top almost. Yeah. Um, and it shows it's like hey, let's because it's kind of a hot day. Yeah. Out here, it's. Because we're going to get into summer in Illinois, and it's really hot. It's very humid. And she takes off her jacket, and she has, like, all these bullet wounds in all of her arms. And, and like, on her uh, her left arm, there's, like, these, this huge scratch that runs down it. Um, and she sits down, and she orders a Kentucky, a Kentucky bourbon, because she's an American-American. <laughs> uh, not, e- just, not even on the rocks. Just, just, a, just a big old glass of it. Um... And she begins sipping, and she goes, uh, so, uh, what's, what's up? Well, 
I'm trying to trying to better myself, you know, for the team's sake. She like leans back in her chair and it just like squeaks, like <laughs> chair cracking. <laughs> mhm, mhm. And and knowing that you, you know, your your skills that you have, you know, like uh, the shooting and the, the guns and such. And, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to like be more aware of my surroundings. You oh, know. Yeah, I get you. So I was wondering if you could help me out with that, but I figured. Yeah, we're not gonna have some drinks first and, you know, kind of hang out. Maybe you can help me out with this. Sure. Uh, let me think. Um, so what I learned, what I learned growing up in, well, growing up, what I learned working my way up in the Marines, um, they would. I had a mentor who who she focused on noticing differences, um, like just noticing things that normal people don't. And not just in your surroundings, but also in people. Uh, she pointed those out a lot. And a few tips she gave me was uh, to not only think outside of the box, but also to look at things that appear normal. Because a lot of the times, the things that appear normal are actually the things you're looking for. Um, and she gives you a scenario where she was there basically, it was basically her entrance, entrance exam and to get into like the special unit she worked in in her last few years. And right up until the incident she had. Um, yeah, uh, I had to go into a crowded marketplace uh, full of our people and some civilians that we hired on to help out. Um, and I had to find, there was a man who was, there was a bomb threat, basically. Um, a, fa a faux bomb threat, and I had to figure out who was, either find the bomb, or if there's a person that has bombs strapped to them. Mm -hmm. And it turned out that the person our contact in order to find the bomb threat was the actual person who was laying the bombs and all of my squad mates were killed to put quotation marks up except me um and i figured out that it was the contact that was lying to us and leading us all astray uh and of course this was all fake yeah um and i discovered that and while he wasn't looking, I checked into his backpacks that he was carrying, and of course there was a bomb in it. Um, and yeah, I solved the the puzzle. Um, so yeah, you just just when you're looking at a scene, first look out, look at what's what's wrong here, and if there's nothing wrong, look at what is too right. If that makes any sense. I think I understand. Yeah, because it's not oh, because I know that's a little like paranoia, my paranoia yeah. coming up, but. A lot of the time, especially with creatures that we're dealing with, they try to blend in as much as they can. Right, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm more aware of it, see, see this stuff. You need to see better. Perceive better. There we perceive, go. Perceive, yes. It's not just sight, it's also hearing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes taste. Sometimes. Sometimes taste. Okay. And remember, if you can't taste, you're not going to be able to smell either, so here's this. Now maybe there's something you could help me with. Huh. Everyone seems to like you, Wesley. I don't know why. <laughs> and she laughs. She goes because you're lighthearted, uh -huh. and you make everyone laugh, uh -huh. and everyone just likes to be around you because you're just so full of hope. Oh, right. No, that's what everyone sees. Okay, that's what I see. Right. right. That, I mean, that's why I agreed to come. Because I mean. I wouldn't just go out with someone like that. I mean, just, just not me. Yeah. How do I do that? I don't know. <laughs> she laughs. What? 
Uh, I don't know. I don't really think too much about it. I just is, kind of I just go, go with, with the it? flow. Is that yeah. the problem? Do I think too much? Maybe. Ma- Maybe you're perceiving too much. <sighs> Shit. Wait, am I not going to be and she, me now? <laughs> and she takes a drink. No, 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 no. I was trained to see the bad people. Ah. Uh, and you were and you were never trained not, so you just always assume the good, right? Mostly. Mostly. Well, I mean, again, so. after after a few of these cases, it's kind of uh, oh, yeah. I'm seeing more of the truth, I guess. But yeah. I I hope for the best, I guess. Yeah, a little I bit. I guess that's that you is know? it. Okay. Awesome. Uh, let's have another round. For sure. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you spend a few hours just kind of hanging out, just mm. trading stories. Um, she kind of gets on talking about her, her wife and all that. Um, yeah. and you talk about maybe your family a little bit. Uh, you maybe talk about your past cases with your, uh, with your old crew. She's yeah. actually curious. She goes, so what was it like being in team double time? Cause I know you were well, one of the survivors, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that, uh, I mean, you know, I was like, the, I was the new guy. So there's the. New guy has to do everything, and you know they <laughs> you treat you kind of like a little kid, you know. And you know it was it was it was fun. It was fun. It was uh, I, I learned quite a bit, and, but you know just, just awesome. Uh, still learn, still learn. So. Well, Wesley, if you ever needs me to shoot someone, mm-hmm. I'm fucking there, dude. I will shoot him so good. I will, I got your back. Got your back. And she stands up at the table like <laughs> like a ship. And she like extends her like arm to you and she wants to predator handshake you. <laughs> Wesley has never seen Predator. He's not into like Okay, so you go he's, for he's into martial art movies a lot and like the cartoons. So like when she puts her hand out, he goes for like a normal handshake. And she like slips her, her massive meat hand through like your hand and like grabs your forearm and then you just instinctively grab it. Yeah. And um, she's like gripping it. And Do we uh, have a secret handshake now? I mean, not necessarily, but I mean, we can pretend. Okay. I'm done for that. <laughs> um, and she goes, all right, we need to get back because I'm trying to keep up with you, but I could not. And, oh, uh, you're drunk? A little bit. Oh. I don't drink too much. Oh, I drink too much. And like she's drank a lot. Yeah. But she, it's like, your tolerances are different. Like, she has a good tolerance because she's so big. Right. And she's, like, beefy and stuff. I'm just drunk all the time. But, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm just I'm uh, catching a good buzz. I'm feeling nice. I'm not not too bad. It's yeah. Drivable. <laughs> you guys just take a cab back. Yeah. Um, and you walk into, you're both kind of laughing as you're walking in. And uh, a couple of the, their, her team comes up and starts talking to you guys. Mm-hmm. And then the camera shifts to Mavis. Do you want to tell the good people what you, uh, you upgraded? Bro. Uh, personality. Per- personality? And I took a, a luck edge. Okay, she took the edge lucky, and she put how many points in the personality? Ten. Ten, oh. so... Yeah. So instead of ten, it is now twenty. Yeah. Which is still very bad, but it's not as bad. <laughs> right. Um, sure, how did you... Did you have any ideas of how you wanted to upgrade your personality? Uh, I'm gonna go talk to Charles. Charles, okay. Um, yeah, Charles... He usually, you can usually find him um, sitting with his legs up on his desk, either like napping or making like a mysterious phone call or uh, typing away at his computer on, on these weird pages you've never seen. 
Um, or he sometimes he like has a, like a little pocket knife and he's digging under his nails. And as you walk up, he is currently digging under his nails, and because he always has a manicure, and he looks like he does it himself. But he has like this fucking like switchblade almost. He's just like picking at his nails. Okay. I walk up to Charles and I, I pull up a chair next to him and sit down. Ah, hello, my little bird. How are you? And he like, as he says, stabs the knife into the desk to his left. How are you doing? <laughs> Uh, Grim told me I need to work on my personality. Oh, interest interesting. He said that. Oh, a little Grimmy. He's, uh, he's very blunt, isn't he? Yeah. Um, how, how can I help, my dear? I don't know. I, I, I think I need to figure out how to talk to people, and you're just so good at talking to people. I am uh, too good at talking to people, if that makes any sense. It doesn't. Um, and he laughs, he goes, uh, before I met your parents, I, uh, you know, I worked a lot for the British government, um, and then I had my son and things all changed, but you saying you just need, what, the basics of how to talk to people? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Okay, because you don't seem to have a problem talking to me. No. Okay, uh, so, when you're talking to people, you want to, uh, say hello, first off, correct? Um, and then if you've never met them, you want to introduce yourself right away. Uh, and another thing you could possibly work on is, I've noticed just listening to you, talking to people, is your pauses are a little too long. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't necessarily want you to change who you are. Uh, so I think the pauses fit you quite well. I think it adds a level of mysteriousness to you that uh, puts people a little off edge and lets you kind of see through their lies a little easier. You know what I'm you know what I mean? But here, uh, let's just practice let's do a little role play. How about that? I will be um, a cashier um, at the pub. No, yes, I will be at the pub and I will be the bartender. Okay, and you are coming in to talk about some suspicious activity that happened in the alleyway. Okay? Okay. Okay, let's do this. And his face different like his face is all he had like this super calm look, and he just turns like this super serious face, and he just begins like wiping the table with the cloth. <coughs> oh, God bless you! He wipes the table with the cloth. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am Mavis. Uh, Mavis. My name is Gruffy. What are you doing in my bar? Uh, I want to talk about the crazy stuff that happened in the alley. Um, Gruffy gets all tense. I don't know anything about that. And he looks, he looks in the opposite direction from you. Uh-huh. So you don't know what's going on in your own bar. In the he looks at you in like an angry face. Ah. <sighs> All right, I will tell you. Would you like a Coke or a hamburger? No. Yes. Oh, all right, all right. That, that was my American impression. Was it good? <laughs> Did you like it? It was decent. Did it sound like an American? I guess. Uh-huh. Haters gonna be haters, you know. Oh, but that was very good. You kind of you 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 said hello first. You introduced yourself. 
um, you humanized yourself, and then you used your classic charm to piss him off. And that was perfect. You used that to your advantage. I mean, that's just the basics. I mean, I feel like, are you more comfortable or at least a little? I guess. Did you have any questions for me, maybe? Maybe there's something I could help you with? How do you make it so easy? How do I make it so easy? Uh, I've just been blessed uh, from birth as just being kind of a charmer. And uh, when I went through the academy, I specialized in manipulating people and talking to them. So I kind of see, I can just, I almost know what people are going to say before they say it. It's hard to explain, it's a feeling. You have to, it took me years to get where I'm at now. And it's just how it is. Uh, and you, unfortunately, you weren't born with the greatest talking ability. Um, and then just your experiences had led to you kind of turtling up. And that's okay. It's just how it is. And maybe you were never meant to be the talker. And, but, I don't think you should worry about your weaknesses so much, but more of your strengths. Um, and he goes, he like, tosses this like, pins, this like, knife up to you, mm -hmm. and you just like, snatch it out of the air, just without even thinking. And you flip it around in your hand, you close it, and you hand it back to him, just like, all in a matter of two seconds. Uh-huh. And he goes, that right there. I cannot do that. So little, but I want you. I don't want you to put your yourself down. You have amazing talents, and you have an amazing heart, and you care about the ones around you. Ah, uh, and having companions like Frank and Wesley and Pykele have really brought you out of that shell you've been inside for years. And he uh, would stay like stand up and just for you to stand up with him. I'll bring it here. Give Okie Charlie's a hug here. Come on. <laughs> okay, my little Charlie. bud. Little bud, come here. Alright. And he gives you a, a warm, a warm, warm hug. Well, uh, I'm about to go get some lunch if you're interested. Yeah. Shit, let's go. And he hops on, you guys go have a nice lunch. Um, and on your way back, uh, you guys kind of, like, he, he drops you off and he drives away. Yes, okay, so yeah, you're in HQ, and you notice that everyone else is kind of, uh, doing their own thing, and you see Steven open up his lab and walk into it. And he is, as you approach and walk into the lab, he is, he is, like, standing in front of his computer, and he has, like, four monitors. Yeah. And he has, like, a bunch of different, like, science shit pulled up. <laughs> and he's, like writing down things and typing things <coughs> what what is your game for this because you want the, you have the lucky edge how did you want to gain this I'm gonna try and put my uh, new personality skill into te uh, into effect okay so I'm just gonna try and have a nice conversation with Steven okay he doesn't notice you when you came in he is focused on his work hello Steven he startles. Oh, hello, Ms. Mavis. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Oh, it's lovely to see you. Uh, how are you doing? 
Um, how am I zooming? Uh, it is a paradox, in my opinion. How am I doing right now? Well, I am a 68-year-old man who lived in the walls for four years. I... And now I am not. So, in comparison, I am doing great. But then it gets me thinking. With all what I could have done and what I didn't do. What hour are you? I am doing alright. I just finished up a case. Oh. With what? Uh, astral lycanthropes. Ooh, I, that is, I actually specialize in the lycanthropes and the vampires. It is the most interesting to me. And uh, you actually fought one. Two. 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 Holy moly. Then he says something in German I can't say. Um, God, I wish I could just know like one German phrase. I'd say it all the time. Scheiße. Scheiße. <laughs> Frankfurt. <laughs> <laughs> Nine. <laughs> um. He goes, "Oh, hey, sit down, sit down." And he he like, oh, kind of pulls up like this padded chair he has in front of his desk that was like pushed up into the corner, and he like brushes it off and he goes, "Sit down, sit down. We'll have a chat." Now, uh, you telling me, yes? Tell me, yes? Tell you? Did they? Uh, what did they look like? Uh, one was a. Uh werewolf and yes. one was a were-gorilla. Oh. Twins. Twins. Most, most interesting. Yes. Um, did you have a question? You said you, you just finished the case. Is there anything else you had? Do you have something specific you want to talk to me about? Or? Uh, I figured we could just have a chat over like, uh, cards or something. Cards? I am very good at cards. I actually, <laughs> in my younger days, I used to count cards. Oh. It's at the casinos, and that's why I cannot go to the casinos anymore. <laughs> Especially in Germany. I am not allowed in any of the German casinos. Um, they actually, to this day, I call sometimes, and I'd be like, Hey, can I book a room? And I just tell me, no, it's, it's pretty funny. Oh, uh, yes, we get some cards together, eh? Let's see, uh, you do some cards here? Yeah. You know how to play the poker? Yeah. Mm, interesting. Lovely. I, I, he stands up and he like... He is not um, frail by any means. Um, he's kind of like old man strong. Like he looks old and he's kind of crepid just because he's older. But he looks like he could have no trouble helping you move a sofa in. You know? Yeah. Um, and he, he kind of... Oh, he gestures out the lab and you follow him. And there's a couple. There is a... There's a Woo... Um, Richard and Naomi, they are all sitting at a table chatting, and you guys sit down, and uh, Stephen pulls out a pack of cards, and everyone's like, yeah, play some cards, and they pass the cards out, and uh, you guys play a few hands, and Stephen is just, just wiping everyone off the floor, um, and he's like, <laughs> I told you I'm good at the cards. And then I want you, um, you got a hand, give me a roll. Wow, a 99. <laughs> Make it. <laughs> oh, you're such a good actress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Um, so actually, uh, since you, you don't flip a token for that botch, that's your new thing. And you get a yeah. hand, and the the river is perfect. It actually gives you a, a royal flush. And you lay your cards down, and Steven had two aces. Uh, but you still beat his hand because of royal flush. And uh, he is like, what? I was counting them. How did... And he stops, and everyone's like, come on, man. What the fuck? <laughs> and like... Dean just starts laughing and, and Richard just shakes his head and Naomi looks kind of mad but she's just like she's like has her one arm across her like she, like she would be folding her arms but she's only got Uno arm. Um, and he goes, I'm sorry, old habits die hard, but this is the first hand I've lost in fifty years. And he puts a hand on your shoulder and he goes, "You are very lucky, lass." Well, it is a nice playing game with you. I must get back to my research. You have a lovely day. And he sets up and he kind of like gives a little like like a hand gesture to everyone and then walks into the uh, to the lab. There you go. You got your lucky edge. It basically allows her to, on a bot, she doesn't have to flip a token. Yep. Which is helpful because Anna rolls a lot of botches. <laughs> I do. Is that all I don't it does? know why. Is that all it does? Yes, that's, that's all it does. That's very powerful. <laughs> it is very powerful. It takes a lot of it takes a lot of power from the. Usually, token half the time the tokens turn black, it's because I botched. All right, so um, uh, next we'll do Frank. So um, Frank, who did you want to go to to upgrade your murder? Who did I do last time? Murder. Chuck and Chuck yeah, and his did. partner. Yeah, I did. We'll go there again. Okay. You, I like uh, Chuck. You, you don't want to talk to Mark? Mark is so vanilla. <laughs> I'm going to go to Chuck. I like <laughs> Chuck. Okay. So you... Chuck's my main man. You take the trolley from your HQ to the, um, the graveyard that it comes in before. You come on out and you take a taxi to the police station. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Um, and you've already contacted Chuck prior to this, so he's, he's ready for you. And you come in, and uh, he is sitting at his desk, and you okay. hear some crinkling of, like a like a wrapper. Is that another sandwich, Chuck? Oh, hey, other, yeah, I got, I got pastrami. How does, uh, how how could I help you today? Well, after our last incident in the uh, in the woods. I feel that I, I need to increase my detective abilities to assist even further with what I need. So, if we could begin where we left off last time, I think that's a good idea. Do you oh. have any ongoing investigations we might look into? Oh, well, I can't, of course, do the, the ongoing investigations, but... I have some old, maybe some cold cases we could look at. Perfection, Chuck. Yeah, I need. He digs um, into this like side cabinet, and he pulls out a couple folders, and he throws them on the table, and then he starts going through what they're about and how they they couldn't figure them out and what they felt like they were missing. And you looking over it with a fresh pair of eyes. With really not too much murder scene or like tropey things you know before you're able to look out of the box a lot easier. Um, 
and you and him work together, he points out some finer details um, that you should notice when you're looking at a crime scene. He shows you some, uh, unfortunately, gruesome pictures. Okay. Um, he goes, so yeah, so when you're looking at a crime scene, uh, you want to look at what, what, what looks too normal. If you understand, it looks like it's been manufactured to look like that. Okay. And he shows you a picture of, like, He's sending some pictures of like of it looks like that a body that was laid down, and then a few feet over there was like some uh, some rocks just like stacked, like they look like they were normal. But then he shows another picture where they moved it, and there was a piece of evidence hidden underneath it. Okay. Um. Then he goes, but uh, yada yada. Here's all the evidence that we found. You want to roll yourself your new investigation with your new score. So I'm trying to find what it is, sorry, because mm-hmm. um, I have 55. I think it's because I'm. You're a beginner. Beginner, but the expert one takes it up 30, so it'd just be another plus 15. 15 to that. Yes. 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 Uh, it'd be. Then is yeah. Yeah, it's your base 70. investigation plus 30. Awesome. That's nice. That's real nice. Yeah. I look at these cases. I got a 31. That awesome. is a success. That's a high success, yeah. High success. Yeah. High success. Yeah, it's half. Yeah, 35 um, and under. High success. You, uh, you like, you place your, your finger and you're like, there it is, that's what is missing. And, uh, it clicks in his head and he's like, oh, that's awesome. We solved the cold case. <laughs> you solved the cold Whoa. case. And then he like looks up the suspect, and that suspect is dead. Oh, that's okay. It looks like he was beaten to death. So it all worked. It all worked out. Poor man. May he rest <laughs> in peace. Um, and then you, you also upgraded your perception correctly. I did. So correctly. I I now have a perception. Um, I really cranked this up because we kept. We just kept failing. <laughs> um, but that will also increase my investigation, so uh, which is nice. Um, I increased my perception to 80, uh, which makes my investigation score a 40, um, which is, is quite quite good now. It's yeah. quite good. Which puts my murder uh, at 70, so some nice... Some nice murder. Nice, nice murder skills. Perfect. Um, awesome. Thank you, Frank. Um, all right, so, Pykel, um, you just got done telling all of your friends about your tragic backstory, um, and you feel, you actually feel a lot better. Like, it's the first time you've ever told someone about all that. Um, he hadn't even told Grim the whole story yet, um, and you do feel immensely sad, but you do feel like, it feels different. Um, it feels like when you lost your mother, it was hard for you to get over it, but then when you finally kind of accepted it, um... Uh, it felt nice to to tell someone, you know, like to talk to someone who's had a similar experience. It was kind of like that. Um, so I wouldn't say you're all sad and bummed out. Mm-hmm. Um, you're welcome to be if you want, but you don't have to. I don't want you to think you have to be, okay? okay. Uh, so, yeah, so you're sitting there, and do you want to tell the the wonderful people what you decided to upgrade this time mm. during your week off? Yeah. So I'm going to do the kinetic... Uh, so that comes with like schematic which is basically like I can see how things are 
made and like the mechanisms and things on objects. And then the attribute is power surge, which I can short or increase the power output on that device. Yeah, so uh, the kinetic is a, a thing you get for starting the school. It's similar to Dirk's uh, ability he uses all the time to get people's surface emotions. Um, and that is just free with the school. That cost him six points to get a second school, and then it cost him another point to get the the art discipline um, power surge. So we're gonna hop into that. Uh, the only person in the HQ that knows the kinetic ability uh, would be um, Gene. Gene. Yes, of Team Accursed pa uh, Team Accursed Passion. I don't think I've actually really met him a whole lot. Her. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Her. Her. Yeah. Yes. It's the. She's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. She. You guys, she you went you went with them when they went out drinking, mm -hmm. um, but I think you mainly interacted with Dean, which is like her nerdy twin brother. Oh, that makes sense. Um, so you, you guys know each other, but you're kind of just like work acquaintances. Affiliated, yeah. So you just walking up to her won't be weird. Okay. It's just like you don't. It's, all the icebreakers are done. It's just like you guys haven't worked on building that relationship off mm -hmm. up yet. So there's no tension or anything. It's just you just, just don't know each other very well. Oh, there's always <laughs> awkwardness with people. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so why don't we go into that? She is sitting. She's actually just. She's in the gym. Um, she's in the gym practicing some of her MMA moves on her brother, and uh, she just hopped off of the um, out of the pen that she was fighting in, and she is like wiping her forehead with a towel. Okay. It's kind of puts me in an awkward spot, but <laughs> it's fine. So I she, just... she, yeah. I mean, she's just talking to Dean. They're just having a conversation. So, Jean, I heard you know some kinetic arts. She turns to you. <laughs> oh, hello, Michael. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Why? What did uh did you were you thinking of joining up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. And you already know art already, right? You you already flew in, in other art schools, correct? Yes. Okay, so this won't be too hard. Using the kinetic abilities, you have to focus not only on your body but on uh, using your deck your like your natural dexterity your body has and kind of toning that which from I've seen what you what you've built um, that you've already pretty good with your hands and stuff right That's correct. okay uh, so um, normally if they're not learned through traumatic experiences like all of our initial ones always are um, we will have to let's see and she kind of like she just goes all right, she just hops up on the the pin. Come on, <laughs> come on! I bring it on. I just like the <laughs> You just like rip a link. Yeah, yeah. I love you. Forgot you jacked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you have like a seventy strength, which is I do. That's I do ten that. points below. You just like, never like, use it. No, I don't. I don't. Like, you um, can't punch like the unknown. Like, so. <laughs> you can't. I mean, you can. You can but good luck. <laughs> They're way um, stronger than us. I would love to see someone playing a character where that's what they do. That's their main ability. Because you could definitely spec it so you could do it. Yeah, like Cobble. I love that character. Yeah, like D&D character. character. Yeah. Giant Minotaur. Yeah. <laughs> um, she goes, so for the next few hours, you guys kind of like are sparring, but you're not necessarily fighting. She's like, she's showing her her abilities. Mm. Like her um, her way to like, she how she quickens herself. And she's like insanely fast. Yeah. Um, and then after she kind of shows you that, gives you the basics, um, she follows you to your desk in the back room where mm -hmm. you have all your abilities. And she holds up this thing you've been working on. And you haven't, you've had a hard time figuring it out because you can't open it without shattering everything inside. 
Uh, so you pick it up. It's one of your dad's old things. And she picks it up and she holds it up in the air and you see her looking at something and she is like calculating something in her. She's Her eyes are moving back and forth. Mm-hmm. And she goes, uh, I see the problem. Here, hold this. And she hands it to you. Yeah. And she says, I want you to focus on it. I want you to imagine that you can see through the metal. And as you're focusing, your hand glows like that orange you're used to. Mm -hmm. That like slight hue of orange. And popping up from the top of it is this like blue 3D schematic of it. And um, your head is like screaming in pain just because it's you're connecting to this energy you've always had. Mm -hmm. And uh, she is like, she looks like she's looking at it with you. She goes, do you see it? Yes. <laughs> and, uh... I see the light. <laughs> she goes, I mean, well, I've done all I can. Uh, what, did you know what disciplines you wanted to focus in? I know there's only a couple that are sanctioned to be okay. Mm-hmm. What one did you, what one did you decide? Uh, power surge. Ooh. Yeah. I can't help you with that one. Unfortunately, I've never dabbled in that. I... I, want, I use it more as the uh, body enhancement and helps me I have, helps me get into stuff. I have a skeleton key. Uh, that helped our team out a lot because we like to be sneaky instead of going with blunt, blunt force. Because um, I know you guys are more straight to the point kind of team, which is very effective. Usually. I'm not, not, there's no talking down. We are more of the uh, quiet and deadly. So we use me and Wu's abilities a lot for that. Um, but I, uh, I wish you luck. And she, like, gives you a handshake. Mm-hmm. And she puts a hand on top of it, and she goes, It's finally nice to get to know you. And she gives a warm, uh, and then a warm, like, friendly smile. Um, and she has a similar hair color to your wife. Um, and oh. just the warm smile. It feels good to have, like, a, <laughs> a woman... <laughs> Uh, it's not like a sex. There's no sexual tension. No, no. Um, but it's just like it. It feel, you get a good feeling, like a good nostalgia feeling from it. Mm-hmm. And she kind of just like, pop, like pop, bounces away. She has a very like flirty walk. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's a very powerful woman, but she is also aware of her her charm. Yes. Um, so you you kind of sit down defeated. Uh, Mordecai's at your feet. You just kind of get into stuck in your head sometimes of just drinking and just zoning out. Mm-hmm. Mordecai's uh, ears flatten. And um, there is like this this wave hits you and you are knocked out. Uh-oh. And the last thing you hear is like a barking. Mm-hmm. And uh, you kind of you come to and you're sitting up and you're looking down and you're like waist deep in your body and then you step out of it and you're looking around and you turn around and you see Mordecai kind of like frozen almost, barking and you're just like asleep in your chair and you turn around and there's a man in a blue lab coat standing in front of you aww (laughs) (laughs) what do you say anything? hello there Um, he has similar hair to you. Mm-hmm. It's all gray and scraggly. Yeah. Um, he has these goggles on his face, and he pulls them up, mm-hmm. and he has the same eyes you have. 
He's a little taller than you, though. Okay. And he's a little, he's a lot, he's way more scrawnier than you. Mm. Um, and he's a lot older, old, more, well, he's a little more older than you by about 20 years, 20, 30 years. And he takes a few floaty steps towards you, and he goes, My son, how the fuck are you? Well, it could be better. I'm taking a drink of my flask. <laughs> it just pours through you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's just funny. <laughs> I like yeah. the idea that it's the real one. It's just pouring. Yeah. So, and as you notice, it's not like the world's frozen. It's like it's in slow-mo. Mm. Um, but think of, like, Doctor Strange out of your body situation. Right? Yeah. He goes... And he, he, like, begins to cry. He goes, I'm so sorry I wasn't there. But I think I can I finally know how to help you. Um, and he kind of extends his hand to you for, like, a, like a, one of those bro Terminator handshakes. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, uh, I don't know what you heard about me, but none of it's true. Except that I loved you guys. But enough of that, enough of that, that, uh, that lovey-dovey shit. <laughs> he goes, ah. Oh. So you got more of me. Does your mother... He goes, does your mother say that, that you got more of me in you than you deserve? Mm, all the time. <laughs> How is she? I haven't talked to her in a long time. She's dead. She's dead. Oh, that's oh, a shame. How's Pyshell? Is she good? She took mom very difficultly. Oh. <sighs> Sorry. It's like I'm here, but I'm not... I'm bound to this place. I can't leave. But part of me is where we go. And I am constantly being torn back and forth. And I am not fully allowed to rest. Um, but that's enough about me. I'm here to help you. So you, you, I've heard you talking to that pretty girl. She was saying that you fucking were... You wanted to learn an art, the power search. Matter of fact, I was a master in the kinetics. Power surgery is my specialty. I used it to help us get into areas maybe we shouldn't have, or help us cover our tracks. Um, all you gotta do is focus your hand out, and he holds it like, like a Star Wars shock. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And just focus, and the energy will shoot out. And it will, all around you, in the vicinity of what the discipline allows, will be shorted out for, I think it was, what, an hour? Or a minute? That's a minute. The for a minute, at yeah, the starting the level. Um, and you kind of extend your hand, and your fingers glow. Though Instead, it's orange. It shoots out instead of his was, like, blue. Yeah. Um, and he looks at you. So, That's it. It's not very hard. Um, and he glances down at your, like, sleeping body. He goes... Is that my coat? <laughs> it is. I left a lot of weird things in those pockets. I know that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and as you say, Dad, he tears again, streaking, and he just poofs. And you, like, wake up. And you're, like, in your body. And Mordecai... You woke up to Mordecai barking. And he was just barking at you. Mm. And I, his ears are down. And, yeah. So... I can't, like, pat him down. Yeah, and uh, you you like put your hand down on the counter like this, mm -hmm. and it shorts out, and your phone turns off, and you're like, oh, "Holy shit!" shit. <laughs> so you don't know if that was a dream or if that was real. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> but uh, there you go. There's your. That's all. That's what Pykel. Uh, that's what Ranson decided to upgrade. So mm -hmm. he's saving two more points for next time. 
uh, we level up. So, so for that round, you guys only got one, one base point, mm -hmm. uh, just because you used the library through Dax. Um, was there any one uh, point you wanted to put into the base, or did you want to kind of save that for next time? Because uh, you could, you could use this. You could get a mechanic. I know now we have a cook. We we need to talk to her more often. <laughs> it's only been a few, like a week maybe you've had her. You can upgrade the bunk room and showers. There's the conference room that's broken. Uh, the loudspeaker system's broken. Um, th and then once you develop, get the, the mechanic, it'll unlock the combat van upgrades. Um, you could establish some contacts. Uh, that's really it. Anything I you guys are Roman. feeling? You want Roman? You want to get Roman? Yeah, I want What do you think, Roman. Wesley? I don't know, honestly. There's nothing really wrong. Yeah. There's no wrong choice, so. Because the bunk room will, um, it just needs, like, an upgrade. It's, like, it's still stuck in the 70s. Mm -hmm. and the only thing new is, like, the blankets and pillows, just because they are gross. Um, it just, it actually, it adds a lounge area, uh, adds a small lounge area to the bunk. Just like it, it organizes the bunks better so they fit the space more. Uh, I mean, like, at this point, everything's on like kind of a base level of like we're okay with it. Mm -hmm. It just kind of needs upgrades, right? Oh yeah, it's function. It's functional, right. but no form. Yeah. Uh, you would basically upgrade the bunks would get completely upgraded. The showers would get redone, so that the showers they like sometimes it'll just all of a sudden it'll be cold. Um, that one just kind of upgrades morale it doesn't give you any bonuses to any rolls or anything yeah just like the kitchen like the kitchen didn't really upgrade here wesley would vote for the bunks and shower honestly just because uh this is his home essentially now yeah i don't care whatever you whatever you think and i don't think ransom have opinion and i know derek liked liked roman because he likes to make me do a british accent i mean a, a russian, russian accent but <laughs> either one's good so do you guys want to settle it with like a rock, paper, scissors off or best two out of three? We can go with yours, but don't matter. I want Roman. Sure. Okay. I want to, I want to be able to flirt with Roman. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> then yes, definitely. We're going to go with this. <laughs> so you, uh, you walk up to Richard, um, and before he walks away and you ask about Roman and Richard goes, Oh, yes. And he digs around and, like, he pulls out his wallet and he's flipping through all these cards in his wallet and he goes, pulls out this, like, wrinkly card and he hands it to you. Here's his number. Give him a call and I will give him an interview. Uh, just tell him to meet, if he's interested, uh, just text me and I'll, we'll meet him, I'll meet him at the, uh, at the Starbucks down the street. I'll just tell him, give him the address of that Starbucks and I'll meet him there, uh, tomorrow. Uh, and you, you give the call, and it rings a couple times. And you hear to pick up. Hello. Hello, Roman. This is Mavis. Ah, hello, Mavis. How are you doing? Pretty well. Um, I don't know if you were interested uh, in joining our little group, but uh, Richard said he was willing to give you an interview uh, at blah 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 Starbucks tomorrow. Oh, I would be much, I would be much interested in in the that I uh, let I have these. Uh, you hear like a slurping. I just finished my beet soup. Um, I would be much interested in that. Uh, now, question for you, Mavis: Is this a paying gig or is this just like volunteer work? 
Uh, we do get paid. Uh, we get a like a credit card that all of our funds oh. Uh, oh, get yeah. sent to. Um, we also have access to a a company credit card uh, with the the approval of um, uh, large purchases have to be approved by uh, Richard, oh. who of course. Uh, there's also living space, uh, oh. showers. We have we just uh, installed a cook. A cook. Yeah, Rosa. Yeah, <laughs> nah, this is most interesting. I am into this. Okay, well, uh, Richard will be available to meet <laughs> yeah. you at the Starbucks. I will wear the best suit. I will wear the best suit. I would have been my Adidas jacket, yes. Richard leaves the next day, and he comes back, and the double doors open, and like everyone's kind of at their desks or hanging out here, and everyone turns, because the door goes when it opens. And he turns to, and Richard is beh- is walking in, and behind him there's this fucking six foot six muscular man in like this like suit and tie, um, and on one of his arms is like this black jacket with like a stripe on the arm, and he walks Three in. Three stripes. He is just like his smile is so big, like his bald head. It's super, he like just shaved it. He has no no facial hair, and he just has this big teethy smile, and he's just like trotting in right behind Richard. And you hear, oh, good show. Oh, god damn it. And he just looks around and he's like, ah, oh, it is so lovely here. I am ready to kick some creature's ass. Boom, boom, boom. And Richard just laughs and just pats him like, because he's like at his like shoulders, his head is, and he just pats him on his like huge muscular peck. And then Roman just like sees you and just beelines to you, Mavis, like. Not, like, running, but he's, like, fast walking. But his fast walk is, like, a normal person's jog. Because his gait's so big. And he stops in front of you. And, uh... Like, are you standing or sitting? Uh, I was probably sitting. Um, he, like, puts his hands on your shoulders and just, like, lifts you up and puts you on your feet. <laughs> and he's like, Mavis, I am, at the, I am here to save. I am here to fight the unknown. And he goes, I have all things to you. You will help me avenge my my Jessica's death. And he gives you this big, muscularly warm hug. And you're like face first right into his like muscular chest. And he smells like a manly man. <laughs> like he has like some nice cologne on, but it's like you can still he still smells like like cedar wood. And uh he goes, I actually I actually have gift for you. Uh-huh. And he like slumps off this backpack he was carrying. And like unzips it and pulls out this little box. It goes, "I have given you a gift here." I open it, and then it's a a genuine Adidas jacket. Yes, I was hoping for an Adidas, <laughs> something Adidas. He goes, "This is uh, this is my favorite brand. It is the durable, cost is offensive, and it looks uh, very stylish. I love it very much. Boom boom. Yeah, I I, I love the third stripe." Oh, the third strike, but that's the most character to it. <laughs> now, he says I do not have team yet, so I will be basically being backup. But he says I do need some training with the Naomi. With this Naomi. And he looks over to her, and she, she's just, like, standing at the front of the gym, just smiling. He goes, does she have one arm? Oh, yeah, she was attacked by a werewolf in a desert storm. <sighs> this woman, very badass, huh? Wait till you meet Maxine. Maxine. Ah, 
I love strong women. There is such a pleasure to be around. I love strong people, and I love protecting the ones who are not strong. Do you, do you feel me? Yeah. And he places a meaty hand on your shoulder, and he goes, Mavis, we'll be, be fast friends, I promise. And he turns yeah, around. Yeah, you know, I, I, I kind of protect uh, Frank. You know, <laughs> he's, he's our little weakling. Um, he, like, gives, like, a, a toothy half-smile to you. Um, and one of his eyes, uh, like this little glitter in it, and he goes, Good, Mavis, you, you protect him. And he, as he, then he, like, he, like, with his, he pulls his hand back and gives you, like, a slight little, like, a... Friendly punch. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, uh, confidently strides over to Naomi. And, uh, she, like, says something to him, and he stands at, like, military attention. Because he wasn't... Awesome, you have a new uh, giant man to help you. Awesome, you have Roman. <laughs> but uh, I think I think that's good. We did, we had everyone's done. Uh, Frank's was tagged on there. Did a little base upgrading. This episode might have went a little longer, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the last episode was a little shorter, so. But either way, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for supporting us. Follow us on Twitter at Grim Encounters. Give us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps us out tremendously. Um, we actually, I do want to read a review that we got. Um, we got, we've gotten two since last time we recorded, but I want to read one this time, and we'll read the next one next time. Um, it is actually from there's there's one from Hydro Electro, Electro that we'll read next time, and there was one left by Jesus was a socialist, and I <laughs> and I have to read it because it's it's just. It's not only because it's talking good about me. <laughs> um, it starts off with saying, Sultry baby little sweet boy chillmaster. Uh, it says, A fun and original show that goes from your away from your standard fantasy tropes. Set in the modern day, combines fantasy, horror, comedy, and intrigue into a delicious sultry stew. They're, uh, then they're running a unique system and, and are around an actual table together. I can't ask for more than that. Uh, well, thank you, Jesus was a socialist. Thank you. <laughs> Give us a, I, when I I sent that picture to everyone in the our group chat and everyone was seemed super pumped about it, um, so it was nice to read some feedback on it. And it wasn't just my mother. <laughs> <laughs> we would also like to thank Tim over at tabletopaudio.com for by, We would also like to thank Tim over at tabletopaudio.com for, for providing all of today's wonderful ambient and music tracks. Except the intro and outro theme, of course. That was written and created by Anna here. On the site, tabletopaudio.com, there, there is tons of free tabletop RPG music to use at your weekly game night or for your podcast. Thanks again to tabletopaudio.com. But, uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Um, I want all of you to gather around your loved ones. I want you to light, turn all your lights off and light five candles. And I want you to pray to whatever God out there that D won't come for you. And I want you to know that he will and no God can stop him. Stay spooked out there. Okay, so Norton, make a cut here. You're gonna. This is going to go after the part after this. Awesome, you're listening. You know what? You're doing a good job. <laughs> good job, buddy. Keep going. Appreciate everything you do for me. I also.
Both Nords. Yeah. Future and current. <laughs> 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 we don't talk about past. Yeah, we, we don't talk we'll about talk past. We'll talk about him. He's fucking... <laughs> yeah, past <laughs> messed up the recording last time, so... Oh, fuck that guy, dude. <laughs>